0: where i personally lie as a manager is i want to know where my all the band members are in their mental state and Mm. their mental health because mental health for me personally is so huge and then i in my business it's like incredibly huge because mental health is such a big issue in the music industry and if my artists i can't perform because their mental health and it blindsides me because i don't know them well enough then that's a whole other issue (laughs)
1: Welcome to the Being In A Band podcast. I'm your host, Monica Strutt, and I'll be your new band bestie as we deep dive into all things music marketing, PR and strategy, as well as the mindset it takes to succeed in today's modern music industry. I know the highs and lows of being a musician, and I've seen far too many of my talented peers give up on their dreams far too early in their careers. After working for years, both as a musician and professional digital marketer specializing in the music industry, I now help emerging bands break through the glass ceiling and reach the next level in their careers. Let's do this. What's up guys and welcome back to the Being in a Band podcast. I'm your host Monica Strutt as always and today we're talking with Jazz Yates. So Jazz is a band manager from here in Melbourne which is the city where I live as well and we met at Big Sound in September of last year. So Big Sound is a music industry conference. It's, you know, a week of the hottest up and coming bands. They basically, you know take over the whole entire main strip up in Brisbane and yeah it's just gigs and networking and meeting up with people and yeah it's just such a amazing amazing week in general it's that was my second big sound I've been before so yeah we talk all about you know Jazz's work being a band manager she's managed several bands over the last few years some of which have gone on to start playing festivals to get you know some pretty incredible radio support and traction um, here in Australia and yeah we just talk about you know what the role of a band manager is from her perspective what she's looking for when bringing on new bands you know what the band is responsible for as well because you know getting a band manager it's not like all of a sudden you know the only thing bands need to do is concentrate on the music there's always work that a band needs to do on the business side of things so we talk about that and the cool thing is jazz brings on bands that are you know sort of at the beginning stages which is quite different to blasco who is the band manager we had on the podcast a couple of episodes ago he is the manager of Zach Wild and the black Val brides he's also the bassist of Ozzy Osborne so yeah what's really cool is um she brings on bands at an a different level and i think that that's really important to kind of understand that there are all different types of managers out there we also talk about mental health within the music industry which is something i'm very passionate about so we talk about you know balancing a band the business of your band and also you know the day jobs that we have to have you know whilst we build our empire within the music industry Just being real with you guys, you know, the past, you know, couple of weeks and couple of months, you know, finding that balance has been something that I've personally struggled with because when you add in like the normal pressures of life and, you know, any family matters and health and everything like that, you know, it can be a lot. And I think that this is a topic that doesn't get spoken about very often. And I definitely want to have Jazz back to talk about it in more detail, but you'll definitely get um, her advice and, you know, you'll also hear from myself on... Um, how I'm trying to better balance um, my work and my band and my life um, in order to, yeah, just have a more positive and productive life, I suppose. Before we get started, if your band has a release coming out in 2020 and you want to make sure that it actually gets heard, it actually gets traction and exposure, then let's work together. I've got a couple of spots open for my three-month and six-month consulting packages where I will work one-on-one with your band on things like branding, building your social media, crafting a release plan that is actually going to get the most exposure possible for your music, and marketing and promo and and, you know, shows and everything like that. Everything that goes on behind the scenes of a band, let's work together. It's basically like having a manager on board with you, except I'm teaching a band to fish rather than doing the work for you which is something that is very very important and will be able to sustain you long term. So if your band is ready to kind of take things to the next level this year then hit me up at monicastrut.com check out the packages and you can also DM me on Instagram it's just at monicastrut. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and without further ado here is my interview with band manager Jazz Yates. What's up guys and welcome back to the Being in a Band podcast. Today I'm sitting here in person, glass of wine in hand with Jazz Yates who is a local band manager Um, and she manages a couple of bands here in, are all your bands based in Melbourne or? At the moment, yeah. Yeah, currently all based in Melbourne. Um, and yes, yeah, so welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. No worries. This wine is going down a treat. I know. Too. It's quite. It's quite hot outside. Like we've got like blue skies and yeah. Glass yes.
0: Whites. Very deceptive for Melbourne at the moment.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so cool to be sitting here doing a podcast in person with someone yeah. um, because every single episode for you guys listening, I've actually recorded over Zoom or Skype or something like that, and um, yeah. So to like actually sit down and have like a real conversation. I always think that that in any situation is just heaps better. So hopefully it is. (laughs) Fingers (laughs) um, crossed. (laughs) But can you introduce yourself and I guess what you do and um, yeah, kind of what your roles are within the music industry? Because you have a blog as well.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay. So my name is Chaz. I own a few businesses. Um, The first one and the main one that I've had for almost, gosh, four or five years now is um, JY Management Group. So that's a management company um, or business, sorry. And I work with mainly pop punk, alt rock, I'm going to say those are the two genres that we sort of lie within. Although a lot of people like to argue against what genre my bands are. <laughs> <laughs> what genres anyway. Yeah, I know, right? It's like, God, it's like stop. It's just like, this is what I'm telling you it is. In the it's, heavy, <laughs> it's in the heavy scene. Yeah. <laughs> but even like the heavy scene, my bands are like, we're not heavy. And I'm like, it's okay, guys. <laughs> yeah, so I have that
1: problem a lot because I get messaged from like rock and pop punk bands being like, do you work with pop punk bands? And I'm like well yeah and they're like oh it's just you say work with heavy bands and I'm like oh maybe I should change that to like alternative I don't know
0: it's a whole other conundrum yeah um so yeah I do that um pretty much as my main business at the moment um I also have a music and drum school for kids which is a struggle (laughs) but lots of fun um I also am starting up a business called Your Music, Your Business, which is hopefully going to start working with um, mentoring other bands and um, sort of showing them what, what foundational things that they need. Um, and I also have started a blog as of this year, which we were actually just talking about might turn into a podcast. Yes. So we'll
1: see. <laughs> I was telling Jazz my very technical podcast setup, which is not technical at all. It's a Yeti microphone and a laptop. So <laughs> <laughs> she made it look so easy. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, so, how did you get involved? Like, how long have you been doing band management for, and how did you kind of get into it?
0: Yeah, so I got into band management because. I okay back in high school I was doing music and um, for two subjects and drama for two subjects and I was singing I used to be I actually got trained to be a singing teacher mm. not that I'm a singing teacher now but I'm a trained singing teacher. Sure. <laughs> um and I would play flute of course um so yeah I basically when I left well, went to leave high school I was like okay well I love music and I also found I really loved bossing people around on stage mm. <laughs> so I was like hmm well band management would be great so I ended up moving to Melbourne and doing a artist management sorry not artist management entertainment management this um course at AIM and um when I was there I started getting into bands um and managing bands which is lots of fun. Mm. Um it was actually like I think I was my 6 months into uni and I had I was like we were doing this gig for, for university um and one of the bands that was like playing that night I really loved and really um thought that they were awesome. I was like, oh God, I really love to work with them. Anyway, I went to the bathroom halfway through the night and one of the girls from the band was in there and I started chatting with her and I was like, oh, I like, I can help you if you want. She's like, oh yeah, that'd be really, really cool. And that's how I started being a band manager. (laughs) That's
1: awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Um, my band that I had at, um, at JMC, which was, you know, it's basically the same, it's like AIM, um we basically yeah we had the same thing where we had like management students and like performance students and um yeah it was like the same thing i just asked like one of the management students i was like you seem like you know what you're doing like would you want to manage us and we yeah. literally like formed the band like a couple of weeks prior but we wanted to get like a manager straight away because we thought that that would uh propel our career and i'm so glad um like you know we worked with him for a little while but then he was just like i'm not like interested in it anymore or like he was moving on to like other things I think I think he got a job at a record label and um so he's like oh you know you guys will be fine on your own and I'm so glad that like yeah I don't think I would be where I am now like without learning from him and then Mm -hmm. him passing over the reins kind of thing
0: so
1: yeah I love um I love music college for that for that particular thing like just networking and um like bringing people together exactly and then like you know experiencing
0: the the conversation of okay well I'm a new band manager you're a developing artist you know what you're going to get from me and this is it's not much right now but but we're going to do it together and so with my first band while I got very close maybe too close with them it was really great to be like okay well I can stuff it up because I'm human And it's not going to be the end of the world. Mm. Um, Whereas like the pressure now that I'm like being a manager for a few years, it definitely has heightened because I'm like, if I stuff it up, I shouldn't have. (laughs) I should know better and then expect more of me. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: describe the relationship between a band and a manager because and what we're talking about when we went to dinner the other night is. Um, that I've noticed that there are different styles of management. So I know Mm. some band managers who are very, very close with their bands and that will, like, booze up with them on the weekends. Mm. Um, I mean, but I probably know more so the managers that um, maybe – I do have friends' bands whose managers live in different countries, like, across the world. And, um, yeah, I was wondering where do you sit in that and how do you see um, the relationship between a band and their manager from your perspective?
0: Yeah, well – I always have this like war inside my head about that because I've done two different, both different extremes. I've done the best friends. I'll cart you around everywhere. I'll take you to wherever you need to be for band meetings, and I'll be there, be present. Um, which was my first band, um, and then I've done the other extreme of just like this is a business thing. I'm not coming to any of your birthdays. I'm not do- doing all of that. Um, and it's sort of both of them have their pros and cons, but I think I've in the middle I've found it's sort of like being mates with them and knowing them because a lot of my where I personally lie as a manager is I want to know where my all the band members are at in their mental state and their mm. mental health because mental health for me personally is so huge, and then I in my business it's like incredibly huge because mental health is such a big issue in the music industry, and if my artists I can't perform because their mental health and it blindsides me because I don't know them well enough then that's a whole other issue it's like if if I can predict that they're not going to be able to play that show because of their mental health issues then that's more of a benefit for me and me prepping the the team around that versus Mm -hmm. not knowing them so now with a lot of the bands that I work with it's I am friends with them and I'm very open and honest with them about what um, what my life is entailing and what I'm going through and all that sort of stuff. Um, but try and always be very conscious that I'm not getting too far into let's go out for too many drinks. Mm. Because as most of you probably know, when you have too many drinks for people, it can... Definitely change your relationship because, like, a lot of things come out when you're drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that I know
1: anything about no. that really. But, like,
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's sort of I've, I've gone, okay, well, I need to be very conscious of when I do it, who I do it with, and each band is completely different. Like, mm. the two bands that I work with currently – one band I will do it with and one band I won't. And it just depends on where the relationship sits and where they have, like, who those people are and all that sort of stuff. Because mm. some bands, to feel like you're doing enough for them and that you you know the band, they want you to be close and to know about you and to see how you're going and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and also, if you've been working with a band for, like, more than a year, you know them. Yeah. Like, you know that they're broken up with their ex and that they're going through a hard time, and you know that one person in the band who's a really, really great hugger. Yeah. if you're having a really bad day, you just go and give that person a hug. Like, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So that's sort of where I sort of sit with bands, in that where that's concerned. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, cool. From a, like, day-to-day sort of, like, professional your day-to-day workload, what does that look like for you, um, for your bands that you're managing at the moment or, and your past bands as well?
0: Yeah. So never a dull day in management, Yeah.
1: <laughs> always something
0: different. Um, so foundationally, I like to sort of keep my bands really up to date. So um, I do weekly updates now, which is actually recent, and I've really struggled to keep my schedule on trying to, you know, do it consistently. Um, But yeah, giving them weekly updates on what I've been up to. But mostly it's following up on their team, um, following up on, you know, things that we talked about in our last band meeting. So it'd be anything between like getting quotes for merchandise or getting quotes for um, like tour vans or whatever, or making a document for when they go on tour and they know exactly where they're going, who they're going with. Um, filling in the blanks a lot, um, responding to a lot of show offers is something that mm. – and backwards and forwardsing on that is um, something that takes up a lot of my time. Yeah. And if we're going through a release period, it's a lot sort of like working with PR and um, all that sort of thing. And the band, of course. Like I talk to the band almost every day. So. Yeah.
1: How do you communicate? Do you just have like a group Facebook message or – Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we have a group Facebook message um, for like just – everyday things or things that I need really quick responses for. Mm. Um, And then for stuff that's, like, well, the weekly band updates, I'll put on, like, a Facebook group just for the band, the business page, Um, or it'll be, like, um, a a folder for photos or something or um, a document that I want them to say yes or no on or whatever. So those sorts of things that I don't want to get lost in that group chat of you know they all start to respond and then the last person who hasn't been there for two hours is like what's happened 56 <laughs> unread messages yeah, yeah. And like please update and i'm like oh
1: <laughs> oh my god I'm say it again <laughs> um yeah i found um just for i mean my band doesn't have a manager it's just us at the moment um but we have started a facebook group to keep track of all of that for that reason more like files and like yeah. links to the um links to like our google drive and everything like if we're working on demos and yeah it's definitely a good idea um yeah to do it that way cuz yeah the poor guy that's been at work all day and then because i'm a social media manager i'm on social media all day every yeah. day so it's like i'm all i'm always up to date with everything yep. and then my, like, poor guitarist, like, Ben or, like, whoever has to, like, jump on and have, like, 56 unread messages. God, it must like, be the worst.
0: I know. I My jobs at the moment are pretty flexible because I, like, aside from doing the management and all that, running my own businesses, I'm also a nanny mm. to try and run, you know, make money. Um, because <laughs> the industry doesn't make that
1: much money. I just had a big <laughs> conversation about this with um with the Spirit Box this morning. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> totally
0: get it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, I – because my – like nannying is sort of one of those things where you're looking after kids, but you can touch your phone. Um, I'm always up to date and always responding and I'm always very present. Whereas Mm. some, like some members are just like, Oh God, really? (laughs) That many messages. (laughs) Sorry, but the conversation needed to be had. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
1: I'm curious. Oh, by the way, before I move on to my next question, do you have any other organisational tools that you use? Like, do you use, like, Asana or Trello or anything, like, a project management tool? Or is it sort of just, like, Google Drive and stuff like that?
0: Yeah. So, um, personally, I use – and with um, my intern at my management business, we use Trello Yeah. Um, and try and utilise that as much as we can. Um, I Although I go through weird phases with my, my productivity and what I want to use. So, usually – I'll go through a phase of either wanting to use Trello or notes for a to-do list Mm. or writing it down. I just find if I keep on, like, updating it, then I can keep my productivity really high. Um, But, yeah, so we use Trello, um, email a lot, and Google Drive. I use Google Drive, like it's like a bible because yeah it just it just it links me to everything actually one of my bands that i just started working with they were all on outlook and i was like no we're moving you please i know like
1: 54 year old men i know with- right i was like guys where where did this decision come in and whose was it like- <laughs> i know it's like the first thing i say to bands when they come on with a hotmail email address i'm like you need to move to go- no, yeah. Get gmail yeah i was gonna call <laughs> it like, gmail, g-mail yeah
0: similar whatever
1: (laughs) you need to move to what either or yeah
0: but like I feel like if you have a gmail account then it's like you're opening your business or your band up to all the possibilities of using word and excel and all that sort of thing and the beauty that I love about it is because I work with so many different people not just the bands but also like pr and all that sort of stuff I sent um a pr agent like two weeks ago a timeline and um she I sent her the, the Google link mm. and she was looking at it and I actually adjusted it as she was looking at it. And she sent me a message and was like, Oh hey, I just want to check that you actually wanted this date. And I said, Oh no, the the new one is right. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Like I updated it updated it for a reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so it sort of like allows me to do that versus, you know, your usual just like that's your one file or like a PDF yeah. and it hasn't been updated, you need to keep on sending the same thing through. And then the person that you're talking to is just usually just like just Like, send me the one when you finished it, basically, which for PR in particular, when I work with outside agencies, like, if we can have a file and be updating it while they're working on it, they love it, Mm. Um, definitely.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I never actually thought about that, the fact Mm. that it can be live updated. I mean, I use Google Drive for my own business, like, for my consulting clients, and it's good that we have... um, because what I the first thing I usually do is map out like the release timeline and you know when all the singles are going to drop you know how how many days before like weeks before days weeks before do you upload you know to digital distribution when does the PR going to start so like mapping all that out but often like those dates change and those times change and um yeah to have something that can be live updated for everyone that has access to that spreadsheet or that document or whatever yeah I never actually considered that but yeah yeah
0: and then when bands are like oh when's our release I'm like look on google drive yes like (laughs) I'm currently out to dinner you can do
1: that for yourself (laughs) yeah oh my gosh so um tell me about like the roles um in that the individual band members have within those bands. So do you typically when managing the managing them, do you assign them any tasks? Um, how do you find like who's gonna be the best person for what tasks? Um, because obviously it's not all you doing all the work. That's mm. not really the role of a manager.
0: Yeah.
1: Um necessarily, but I mean obviously you do like a lot of a lot like of the, <laughs> a lot of like the hands-on stuff, but mm. like there will be tasks that you delegate to them. How um like how does that balance like play out within the band itself? And that, like, do you find the bands that you work with are um, like self-sufficient in that way?
0: Yeah. So I've had a really interesting one where I have started working with two new bands and left one band. And I actually had stopped working with this one band Reside because they actually were incredibly self-sufficient to the point where they – Felt that they didn't really need me in the end, yeah. Because I was helping them, and I could, um. But you know, they were doing their their social media, their videos, their book like accounting and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And when one band member left, the second band that they were in it now allowed them to go and do what I was possibly able to do. Like yeah, gotcha. You know that there's a lot of um merit in having a manager who is just solely going to be looking after your band um which we can talk more on because it's very i find like that conversation and when to get a manager and why Mm. is very important um but yeah as far as they were concerned like they were incredibly self-sufficient whereas the bands that i have right now sort of they work they do all their social media because i feel like if you're going to do social media for them it doesn't come across as actually being the band yeah i did that once with the actually the first band i worked with Terra. um but yeah after a while it was very very obvious that it wasn't them Mm -hmm. um and so they do their social media they'll often do most of their like the content for it but i very much monitor that um we try and depending on the band we try and keep on top of i try and keep on top of them keeping a timeline and keeping on top of it because they get very distracted
1: yeah so um, like monitoring like the quality of the content if it's on brand like that sort yeah, of thing. yeah if it's like on branding.
0: brand um if it's like and more like timeline sort of stuff because like they most of them know their brand and they know what they're working with because we talk about a lot um but it's more like okay guys you haven't posted in a week or at the moment, some of them haven't posted since last year. That's me. Like, no, wait, no, I have posted this year. I was like, <laughs> are you going to say like two weeks? And I was like, yeah, I haven't posted in two weeks. <laughs> but still like, it, like nowadays you have to be like so present and it's yep. a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's even a conversation to be had of like being present on your own personal one, mm. um, like social media. And it's yeah. Annoying, but that's sort of what we, um, we keep on top of. And they, they, will try and they do it's their responsibility but I basically push them up the ass for it yeah um we what else will they do they'll do that when they sign their management agreement with me they do the bookkeeping side of things unless oh, okay, we've yeah. had a conversation about hiring somebody externally or whatever um, so they manage the funds um, okay. and their, their bank account and all that sort of stuff. But I'm third party, so I can pay bills. Yeah, like yeah. Pay myself sometimes, which That's is nice. Good, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but, yeah, that keeps it, like, them very aware about where their money's at and like it's their responsibility. So if they, if they can't turn around to me or somebody else in their team and be like, where's our money? It's like, mm. well, you know where it is and you know where it's come from and you know how much we're making. Yeah. Um, as far as anything else, sometimes emails um, – Facebook messages, definitely, we try to get onto unless it's, like, um, show offers and things like that. Um, They'll usually send out their own merch and do, obviously, prep for their own shows um, and do their own recording. Um, But as far as anything else is concerned, I do most of it. The, uh, The exception to the rule is sort of, like, where we... Like merch and things like that. Like if we go, okay, well, I you know one of the people in the band knows a really great artist. Mm. They'll talk to the the artist for for merchandise um, creation, basically or artwork, um, and then we sort of go, okay, they've talked to them. You send me their email. I'll send them a commission letter and let them know.
1: Yeah.
0: What you know that we've paid them or whatever. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool. That's really really clear. Um two things. The first thing is I wish that I had someone to like whip me into shape when I don't post on social Literally, media. Because, like, I... <laughs> sometimes it's like, it's so hard. Um, you know, a lot of the the bands that I work with are like, what do we post when we've got nothing going on? And I think that that's like definitely the most, the hardest thing. There's oh. always something to post. And in fact, I've got a list of things to post, but sometimes like, it. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to take my own advice, admittedly. (laughs) Oh, always. (laughs) But I also really love what you said about um, the merit in the individual band members having their own uh, online presence, like Mm. as a personal brand. Um, Can you speak a little bit more about what you see the advantages are of the individuals within the band building their own personal socials as well as the band profile? Yeah, so I
0: have actually recently gone into like this branding meeting with somebody um, for one of the bands because they were like, okay, our branding's not the best. We've heard this person's really great. Let's go in and meet them. And I was like, well, it can't hurt. Um, and the topic did get brought up about personal posting and personal posting. I feel like if anybody's going to want to be seen or heard in any type of industry nowadays, they need to be present Mm. Like it came, the boys in that particular band were all like, Oh, but I don't like posting on my personals, and you know, why do I need to? and all that sort of stuff. It's like, Well, you need to because people need to know that they can relate to you. People mm. need to be reminded that you're there. People need to, you know, you always need to be in somebody's face so that they eventually go, Ah, oh, like that band. Or like I have a band that always comes to mind when I want to have an opener for a show, and it's because and I don't encourage everybody to do this, please don't follow my inbox, but <laughs> but they've sent me a few emails and be like, Hey, we'd love to get on one of your shows Yeah. because I love my band or whatever it was going to be. And now I'm just like, that's the band. And I know that they're going to be, you know, they're going to want to do it. And I know they're going to want to hustle for it. Yeah.
1: Um, Cause they've got a track record of hustling for it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But they've been in my, f- like they've been in my face mm. and you know, there's other people in other bands where I'm like, you guys are good on social media. I know that you can bring a crowd even because you've got friends who are interacting because your, your band pages interaction, interacting, sorry. Mm. Um, and all that sort of thing versus somebody who's just like their band page never interacts and they barely go online. It's like, well, are you even going to respond to me if I email you? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. the worst when you like message a band and you're like, hey would you want to play the show or even worse i have a band at the moment and I'm, and i actually have to pay them and they won't send me their invoice and oh. I'm, like, I'm like guys just send me the invoice it's like i'm not necessarily going to follow up two or three times yeah because if you're not going to take the money we'll use it like, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but it's bizarre like you think you want to get paid but they like I, I won't rehire that band now because i don't think that they're consistent enough
1: yeah that's so funny um yeah, I've had this conversation with other people in the industry, especially, like, PR people, where they'll mm. send out interviews to do, like, they've got all this press for the band, and then the band won't reply to the email. Like, oh. they won't even do the interview kind of thing because yeah. they just haven't checked their inbox. And I think that, like, the simplest thing that you can do to have success really with anything, but especially in the music industry, which, you know, as you know, is based upon, like, relationships and networking, mm. um, is just be... Like, on top of your fucking emails. Yeah. Like, don't piss anybody off. Yeah. Like, be a good person and just, like, check your emails at least every two days. Yeah. I would probably say every day, but I understand that maybe, like, one day you may not be able to check it Um, on a Sunday or something like that. That's fine. Um, And your Facebook messages as well, because Mm. there's... You know and I've been in the position where I've reached out to bands to give them an opportunity or something like that and then they haven't responded and it's just so frustrating it's like dude mm. do, like do you want this or not yeah And like, usually was it's like
0: you feel like it needs to the decision needs to be happen, happen in two hours well it's a fast-paced like, industry yeah like you're like it needs to happen and why aren't you responding if triple j call you it's like the queen calling you you've got to an yeah. answer
1: <laughs> and that's the thing and it's like the bands that make it are the bands that want it the most and will bend over because like literally having email notifications on your phone, like that's not really that hard to be yeah. honest. Like I have seven emails
0: connected to my phone. Yeah. It's like, if you can have one and you can respond to it, great.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like, don't, don't bitch to me about responding to one. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: And like when these opportunities ar- arise, like it's not really that hard to, if you're at work, duck out for five minutes, do an interview and then come back or like go to the bathroom. Like there's so many, um, like you have to be so hungry for it that you are willing to, I don't know, like there's just, it's not that hard really. Mm. It's like super easy to like make it work nowadays. It's like you can
0: can even be on Wi-Fi. Like Mm. data isn't even an excuse anymore. You've just got to be present and you've got to be thinking about, yes, you're at a show right now, but also if there's somebody in the crowd who's going to be your booking agent in the next six months, go and talk to them Mm. forget about having drinks with your friends go and talk to them yeah um which is yeah usually when i'm like when bands are like oh i didn't make it to that gig i'm like but why
1: yeah yeah (laughs) because it's all networking i was at a gig a couple of months ago and there was someone from um unfd there Mm. and um she went over to talk to the band that was that had just played at the merch desk and they were um very preoccupied talking to their friends um and UNFD is, uh, is a big label here in Australia. Yeah. By the way, they're, they're global. Um, so if you're in the heavy scene, like, you've probably already heard of them, just in case. Um, but, yeah, she went over to talk to the band at the merch desk, and they were preoccupied talking to their friends. Literally got an eye roll from me just then, just even hearing about yes. that like guys and she stood there for maybe 10 minutes waiting for them to finish off the conversation um so she could go congratulate them on what was a great show Mm. um and they just didn't notice and it's not necessarily even the fact that she's from a record label and the biggest record label in australia it's more the fact that like she could have just been there to buy merch as well
0: exactly yeah it's like and you neglected them and it's like sure if they're fans again like you can talk to them and all that sort of thing. But if there's a fan sitting, st- like standing there waiting to talk and there's three of you talking to this one person, you know, delegate, like, yeah. you know, everybody has to feel like they are important in, you know, whichever platform you're in, or even if it's in person nowadays, everybody mm-hmm. wants to feel like they're understood. And like, that's how a lot of bands get their fans and a lot of bands get their, you know, their team is from, that person feeling understood by the band and also loving what they do and mm. all that sort of thing
1: yeah mm. so when is a band ready for management okay <laughs> <laughs> let's let's go there it's like a million dollar question if anybody would like to pay me
0: that much money that'd be great yeah. um,
1: <laughs>
0: so i have worked with bands from when they were babies and from like babies being like before they even released any music Mm -hmm. um and from when they're sort of more developed um I see benefits in both but where I don't see the benefit in working with a band from when they're babies is when they get a year into their career and then they go we don't really know if like about our band and how to run it and what we're actually trying to sell because we don't know what you're doing for us jazz or whatever it's Mm. going to be. Um, But then there's also the plus side of working with a band since they're babies. is like, you know what their brand is in and out Um, and you know exactly where you're going with them. And if somebody ever asked me, Oh, so what happened with the band this year or what that year you get, you can tell them straight away. But uh, for a band developing and, wanting a manage wanting management basically um I've jumped every year I jump between sort of feeling like a band needs to wait until I sort of approach them Mm. or wanting a band to approach me okay part of that is me being a little bit like introverted and wanting to be like can you just come to me and make it a lot easier for me that'd be great yeah um (laughs) and then part of it is like me going no just wait for me to come and talk to you because if I want to talk to you and want to work with you I'll come and talk to you basically Mm.
1: yeah no definitely that's what I hear from a lot of people is most of the time it does end up being that way Mm. where when the band is ready and when they're kind of got their shit together really like they look like they actually have potential they can actually make money they're starting to like get a fan base and whatnot um Because, like, how does like a management like a manager pay structure work for those who don't know?
0: Yeah, so commonly, which is the shitty part about this whole being a manager in the industry, um, the management pay structure is actually twenty percent of commission. So if you're a band that's not making much money, well, both bands that I work with right now don't make much money at all. Like, I'd be lucky if I make. $100 $100 from both bands in a month. Yeah,
1: because I quite um, new, these two ones. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Because I sort of, I'm in, at a stage where I don't want to work with bands that are above where I've worked with before. And I want to build them up mm. um, because I don't want to be doing a disservice to a band just because I want to try and be more than what I've worked with. Um, so yeah, these bands don't make a whole bunch of money. And um, we're, like we're with that... I am putting a lot of time and energy into something that's, you know, I, I have to feel like it's worth my t- my time. Mm. Um, and I can't be at the end of the week being like, oh, my God, like I just wish I had another job or I wish I'd be paid more or whatever. Um, and it does make the whole conversation around money with bands sometimes a little bit awkward or a little bit hard because they'll get an opportunity or whatever and then they'll be like, oh, but, like, some of that has to go to jazz or whatever. Yeah. And some bands, after a while, they start to lose that thought pattern of, no, jazz is actually doing way more than she's actually, like, being paid for. Yeah, yeah. You do have to bring that back down to it sometimes. Um, But, yeah, if you're a band that's not making much money, then a manager's only really going to work with you unless they think – you are amazing and that you're going to be going somewhere and you're going to be played on well here it's inevitably triple j you're going to get triple j plays you're going to be getting record labels and deals or whatever like we believe managers who work with bands in this level have to believe in you know the like the band is going to be the best thing and that the, the music is fantastic. Yeah. Because um, otherwise it's just not worth the time. Yeah. Um, so that was actually why I only worked with one band for about one or two years was because it just wasn't worth my time building up more bands to not get paid much mm-hmm. um, until they got bigger. Um, so, yeah, it does make the pay structure really hard for like most managers I know aren't full-time managers. Mm. Um, and that adds like its own mental, like mental health issue in itself. Yeah. But um, on a band side and like bands who are wanting management, I think there's a lot to be said about talking with people and asking for advice from managers and then sort of seeing where they start to pay attention and where they want to, when they want to know more. Um, like I went to Big Sound, which is a huge festival in, um, music industry festival in Brisbane, in the, in Australia.
1: That's where we met. (laughs) Yes, That's where we
0: met. Um, and for the first time I actually had people coming up to me and being like, Hey, like your band Reside are really awesome. We want to hear more about them and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like I didn't feel like Reside was at that stage yet, but they were like people were paying attention. We'd sold out shows. We'd done all, all those sorts of things. Um, so people were asking me more about what Reside was doing, where they were going, whether they were a sex symbol. actually got asked that. What? Yeah. symbol? Yeah, like whether one of the lead singers would be um like you know, would like have fangirls and all that sort of stuff.
1: Oh my god, yeah. That was a question. Yeah,
0: and it's like it's since that question, it's actually a question that I'd like to talk with all my lead singers about because and really put it back to the bands of like, you do know that your lead singer is your like your best link and you all everybody else can be replaced except for the link singer
1: fuck that is so interesting <laughs> because like being a female vocalist myself um often um it's a really interesting balance because whether you're like no matter what gender you are the front person as you said is always going to be that link to your audience mm. not only visually because they're up the front but also like you know what I always say is like your audience can't play guitar. They can't play drums. They can appreciate it, but what they can do is they can understand words. Mm. And that's what the lead singers conveying. But yeah, I just, um, yeah, like obviously females um, are like, I want to like not necessarily like sexualized. I mean, cause all lead singers are, but like more like, I don't know. It's probably not so much now, but like 20 years ago, it was like a bit of a, like a fetish kind of thing. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. And like, it's actually really bizarre in this industry right now where, you and it sounds so bad and it sounds so bad being a female saying this too. like your band will get more opportunities because you are a lead singer and you're a female. Yeah. Which is so annoying because I manage bands that are all <laughs> male and they're like, Oh, why did that band get that, that spot? And I'm like, cause there's a freaking girl on it. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but
1: like, what's interesting is it historically hasn't been that way. Like, mm. um, often times or what I've found just personally, and I've been in this industry a while is like, um i know for a fact that i've missed out on opportunities because we weren't a pop punk band like i've always played in metal and rock bands and like because i didn't fit i never wore jeans and like converse on stage and so like people didn't really know what to do with us like what bands we could support because like that so i but i do see um i do see the opportunities for other women in music and i think people are trying to uh, purposefully give opportunities To like women in music To make up for that Historic gender imbalance huh, Definitely But I definitely understand What you're saying Yeah like, Totally Yeah And like It's a really
0: interesting That whole conversation About females In the industry And giving them opportunities And making up for that Gender gap And all that sort of thing I am one hundred percent down for that. Like, if there is a band that I think is worthwhile being on the bill, like I'm not, a, I'm not somebody who focuses on gender. I yeah. focus on the music and I focus on what will like band wise and genre wise sound good in the lead up to my you know band being the headliner. Um, but if you're a like if you're a female and you're going to perform, that's fantastic. Like, I would prefer that and and you know push that and make that part of the promotion but there's like this other side of it where people have actually started calling people out like somebody called me out for having an all-male lineup once Uh i was like dude why that wasn't on purpose yeah yeah i was like it's not on purpose i'm a female why would i purposely do that why would i purposely pick somebody else but it was literally because the bands in the scene at that time where my band was currently at There wasn't any bands that were younger than that that were available. That could sell tickets. That could sell tickets. We're at that
1: point where. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: actually, even where that was concerned, there just wasn't even a band there.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: there, there was a band that was equal to my band at that time who had females in it. But we weren't about to put them on the bill because we didn't want them to be overshadowing our
1: headline. Yeah, yeah. So... That wasn't, like, a gender thing. That's just, like, one of those business decisions. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
0: Because you want the band... Like, you want it to sell out knowing that my band sold it out versus Mm -hmm. they got help from this other band. Yeah, yeah. So it's... it's headline and like show orders is always really hard when I try and piece it together with bands but yeah, yeah I got called out because I didn't add a f- like any females to the, to the lineup I'm like well, sorry that there's no females out in the, yeah, <laughs> in the yeah. scene at the moment yeah by all means if you've
1: got somebody else and you want to step aside like yeah yeah but yeah I was like
0: dude I'm, I'm a female
1: I'm not doing this on purpose yeah yeah it's, <laughs> sometimes it's just that's just the way it works out Exactly. And that should be that's fine exactly. <laughs> I was like what is this alternative universe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, when is a man ready to work with the manager? What was the other question that I had to ask you? I want to ask you about work routine. So you mm. have mentioned like mental health a couple of times and that's something that I'm very, very passionate about myself. Um, you know, I've dealing at the moment with finding a balance between, okay when am I like because I am still working a day job as you know I have like my business which is now starting to really really pick up recently um yes congrats oh thank you (laughs) but
0: but I think there needs to be a space in here of like acknowledging what you've done and what you've accomplished because people don't do that enough to, to like just other people and you know our peers like what you've created and the people that you're networking it with is huge and you oh. should own that.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: Take it run with it. <laughs> that really means a lot because like most
1: of my day is like spent in like this room that we're sitting in like by myself, like a little hermit at the computer. Yeah. So it's like, you know, when you have those wins, like when you sign like a big client or mm. like, you know, or like when you have like a shitty day, like, you know, something didn't go as you planned or whatever, it kind of like blurs into one sometimes. Mm. So you yourself like working several jobs, managing two bands at the moment who are new bands. So I can only imagine, um, that that comes with its own challenges and not, yep. not having worked, um, you know, just still in these early stages of working together. Plus like, you know, your own, like having fun and, yeah. you know, social life. Social life. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, how do you like balance everything and how do you manage, um, you know, the guilt that comes along with owning your own business or in your case, businesses?
0: Yeah. Well, it's hard. Um, my I'm incredibly lucky because my mother is a counsellor. So mm. I have this sort of... I, and I still live with my mother because, you know, I'm in the music industry. You're, um. you're, you're, you're building your empire. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm young still. Yeah. Um, we're just going to accept that and yeah. just run that. Uh, I'll keep telling <laughs> myself that Too much avocado and lie. toast? Is yeah. <laughs> I'll keep on telling myself that lie. we will be fine. <laughs> um, but yeah so she has been really great in helping me sort of work through all these transitions with myself but I struggle a lot with my schedule and trying to keep on top of everything and try to feel like I'm doing enough um I have this background complex myself of feeling like I need to I don't know why but I feel like I need to prove to my parents that they need to be that they can be proud of me Mm. and that I'm not wasting my life and then I'm doing something with it. They don't give a damn. Um, (laughs) I'm an only child in their eyes. I've done everything perfectly. Um, And they're so proud of me, like, beyond. But, yeah, I always forever feel like I need to be my best self and doing my best and being my best and not watching a lot of TV, which is what I have been at the moment. (laughs) Um, But, so, yeah, like, that in itself is really hard because – you try and juggle a lot of things and a lot of, well, businesses. um And also for me, a lot of relationships. So I used to be in a relationship, like a romantic relationship with oh, somebody. Oh, I didn't even
1: add that to the list. I didn't even think of that. Man.
0: I used to be in, in, a, in a romantic relationship with somebody for like two and a half years. And I took on, when I separated from him, I went to Big Sound and then I took on some new bands and it was literally, I could only take on those bands because I got rid of that relationship yeah. because it was so much time added into it. Um, like I have, I don't even think I have time in my life for a relationship right now. Yeah. I probably should make time, but
1: <laughs> I am just so thankful. My current boyfriend who I've been with nearly three years now, he's went back to uni last year. So yeah. he spends a lot of time studying and it works out perfectly. So well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah like my, my past relationship was like very much like I would tell, I like, I'd say, okay, this is what I need to do. And he'd be like, yeah, cool. We're doing that. And I was like, sweet. Yeah, But, um, yeah. So managing like a a, a, um, romantic relationship combined with like the relationships that you have with not just your friends, but also the band, like the band in itself, that's five people, each band that you have Mm. to know and you have to be connected with and you have to keep up appearances with, like you can't, be you can't not respond for two days because then they go why aren't you talking to us and mm. what's going on or like if you've been working with them for a few years they'll be like jazzy okay mm. and they're calling you up and they're like what's wrong and you're like I'm, i've had a, mig- a migraine for two days sorry <laughs> or m- more how i deal with it is like i'll post it on um facebook story or like instagram story and then they'll know like yeah that's yeah. why i haven't been
1: that's it's funny, that, it's funny that you say that because if i haven't posted on instagram stories in 24 hours and i've got nothing in that little ring my bandmates are like are you okay <laughs> because they know that i'm always posting on instagram yeah. stories i'm like oh i'm just having a social media detox but anyway go on
0: yeah. oh it's so true and that actually is a really good sign that we're doing it well like yeah i've really found now that i work a lot on like and do lots of stories that a lot of my friends know exactly what I've been doing or yeah. my family too. And I'm like, sweet. I don't even have to tell them. Yeah, just um,
1: <laughs> like tell everyone at once. <laughs> yeah.
0: So trying to um, manage that with just a really whacked out routine was something that I really struggled with for a, quite a long time. And it ended up being that I would get like, I'd be really great for two months or three months and then I get really sick And like to the point where one time I was sick for almost a month Mm. and there was this one stage where I was going, like my band was going to go on tour or something like that. And we had another show planned. We ended up having to cancel all these shows because of this opportunity that we got. And for some weird reason, it all got blamed on to me. That's one big thing about management. You get blamed a lot for stuff that's out of your control yeah. um and i like they ended up giving me such a hard time that i ended up getting so sick because i was already sick i got so sick and i was crying and like having a panic attack where i almost actually had to go to the hospital
1: because mm. it was
0: just i was putting so much pressure on myself because yeah. i like as, for me as soon as i let down a band it's like the it's like not the end of the world but it's like really dramatic for me i'm yeah. like i've I've let something go. I can't do that. So when I got to that point where I was like, I could almost put myself in hospital if I keep this up, I sort of went, okay, I need to be very on top of what is my priorities and what isn't. So I started numbering down for myself what needed to be my priority. A lot of people get stuck in the whole my work or my band or my partner is my priority when realistically i personally i think it should be yourself should, should be your priority so
1: can't give from an empty cup uh,
0: yes which yeah. i took a lot of people telling me that for a really long time for me to get that yeah um it's hard. It's, it is it's incredibly hard and like you know managing that time and when you're going to fit it in and routine. Like for me, it's actually ironic. I work with a lot of kids and kids need routine. And I always say to the parents, we've got to have a routine. We've got to have a routine. And then I go home and I have no routine. Yeah, <laughs>
1: That's like me not posting on social media for two weeks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's like, okay, no, I need a routine. So now, um, I really focus on, well, sleep is always something that I had always focused on because I can't function without sleep. Mm. Um, I can't function without six, six hours minimum so mm. I have always tried to keep up with my sleep um I also make sure that I exercise on days that I know I have a set amount of work so mm. I we were talking about this before but I work Tuesdays and Thursdays doing 10 hours of nannying nanny work that day so I know even though 10 hours is a lot of work with some kids and I probably have been walking all around the zoo for those 10 hours or something yeah. and packing up and whatever um when I finish with that you know, that family, I go off and I do my yoga or I do Pilates on those days. And people usually ask me to hang out on those days. And I'm like, no, that's me. That's my time. Mm. And I'm not, even my family, I go, no, <laughs> unless you're my mum and you actually absolutely haven't seen me, we need to, <laughs> we need to spend, this is my time. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that took a lot for me to be like, okay, no, this is where my boundary is with that and where that's concerned. Um, I also started to struggle a lot. And I still sort of do with... Because I work two full days, Tuesday, Thursday. And I do an afternoon of nannying Monday now and Wednesday. It, like, leaves me to work on my own businesses and do whatever I want to do. Meet up with friends, whatever. Monday morning, Wednesday morning, all of Friday and all of the weekend. Mm. Which... Sounds like it's a lot of free time. It's not. <laughs> yeah. When you have lots of businesses, um, but also you've just been doing lots of stuff. Um, it's really hard to keep on top of like having some time for yourself. So s- most of the time last year, I was getting to Wednesday and I'd be like, oh, I'm so exhausted. I can't like even think about pulling myself out of bed right now. But it's 8 o'clock and I need to get going. And mm. I'd feel really crap because i just lay on my phone But then I'd be like, well, actually, no, Um, I should be allowing myself this time and allowing myself this time to breathe because I spent the whole weekend doing band meetings and gigs and all that sort of stuff. When people usually get the weekend off, I, you know, did that and I did a family thing or whatever it's going to be. And that's actually something that I wrote about in my last um, blog that I did. of sort of like, when I break it down, I'm working like a... 28 hour week or something like that or paid work Mm -hmm. and then when you add everything else on top and other commitments and all that sort of stuff it ends up being like a 50 hour week and like that's more than a full time job Mm. which is not sustainable yeah (laughs) so it's sort of like finding where I can schedule in my own time to chill out Mm. Um, and like now it's to the point where people will ask to meet with me and Um, like my, a lot of my friends are the sorts of friends where you sort of sit down and it's a one-on-one chat. Um, they want to meet with me and it will be like, well, no, that's my spare time and I need to not schedule that in. Like even today, I went to a class this morning. I thought I'd have plenty of time to get back. I barely had any time. If I had tried to figure (laughs) in going food shopping or something, I would have been screwed. I wouldn't have gotten here on time. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I'm like yeah I love that you have just like your days where you know you're you know you're working but you know that that's your set schedule and then that's when you exercise and that's when you get like your you fill your cup like in that way yeah um because something that has definitely suffered for me is like my fitness and like as a result like my mental health because like I'm not regularly exercising because I feel like that constant pressure to be working Mm. um and like I really have no excuse because I work Monday to Thursday at the moment in my job yeah and it's very very chill like I have a lot of downtime where I can do my own work during those times so like I should be able to go after work like on those days to the gym like know that a certain class is on at this time and go so um yeah like I'm learning the same thing is to like set those boundaries and like on this day I'm doing this on this day I'm doing this this and also like what I was speaking to my friend this morning um Lindsay about is she was like you need to like have set days to create and Mm -hmm. like because sometimes like for me like I forget that I'm an artist and like for some stupid reason like I've fallen into this like trap that society has put on me of like creating the art isn't as valuable as like the business Mm -hmm. and that is just It's such a trap. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So bad. Like I came from a background of singing and that being my outlet. And so I, I actually get that outlet when I am in the car. Mm. (laughs) I sing really, really loud in the car. It's great.
1: Um, Cars are really good for that. Like the portable vocal booth. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, getting that, like setting that, that time aside is really, really important. And like, for me, I struggle with that with management because Management is forever always doing something, or they always need from something from you. Like today, I sent an an email and talked to my bands about getting a show um, a guest list. And actually, I didn't send that properly. Um, <laughs> she's just checked <laughs> her like, phone, by the way. Like, oh, she's got like a million notifications. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, hmm, I forgot to send that email on time. So <laughs> Daisy, um, they won't care. Um, but yeah, like sending guest lists and all that sort of thing, um, and getting on top of that, like on a Saturday because there's a show tomorrow, like you know, doing all that sort of thing. And it, it's very, you know, scattered everywhere. But when I actually got an intern for my business um, and, you know, I sort of in itself struggled with the whole concept of whether I need an intern or not, mm. but having an intern for me was actually more beneficial for me and my own pro- productivity because I was handing over stuff that I didn't need to be doing to her mm. or him. Um, but then I was also, you know, Actually, had a focused time where I had to be at my desk. I had and I had to be doing something, whereas I was not, you know, meeting up with a friend or going and meeting up with the PR agent. Or if I was, I was bringing the intern, and yeah. it was like this whole educational thing. But yeah, yeah, it
1: makes you more like, mu- like, conscious. Or yeah, conscious like and it, like yeah, intentional.
0: Exactly, and then I also found that once I started doing that, I would stop doing answering emails on a Wednesday because I knew I'd be able to answer them on Friday. Um, you know, I would stop trying to get, get to everybody really, really quickly and just be like, it'll happen when it happens. It's not the end of the world that they don't hear from me now. Hmm. Like PR agents like currently trying to work with my band to meet up with them. And it's like, well, yeah, I could get to them straight away, but it's not time critical and it's not the end of the world if I don't get to them. Um, it's, it's a meeting and it will happen. And, If I email them tomorrow, it's not a
1: huge deal. Yeah. Um, I think that comes with experience as well, like, learning how to prioritize, like, because you've been doing it for, you know, years now, mm. um, then knowing, like yeah what's what can wait and like what's the priority yeah exactly
0: and you sort of it's incredibly beneficial when you do figure it out because like otherwise you're forever answering emails yeah you're forever looking at facebook
1: messages the work's never done it's like literally there's always something that you can do when you work for yourself
0: yeah literally and like you know phone notifications always come in it'll be like i will i have this current conundrum at the moment where I'll have one person texting me that it takes 15 minutes to respond to them. It's ridiculous. We've got a long feed going on. Um, (laughs) And then there'll be the bands messaging me and then there'll be emails. And I'll be like, okay, I'm 10 minutes from going to sleep. If I answer these, this is going to wake me up. And there's going to be more. (laughs) And there's going to be, well, yeah, more from the band. Or even, like, sometimes they don't. But it's even just, like, the, you know, the whole, like, your phone is a screen that the blue light wakes you up yeah. and you start to think about everything after you send it of like, Oh, well the band was talking about that. Why don't we do this and do that? Like li- <laughs> so many times it's so yeah. bad. I'll be like in bed and then like, I'll, they'll get a message at 12am and I'll be like, Oh yeah. So f- um, photos, when are we going to do them? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, why are you on right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, that's just sort of how life Works and I had to sort of go, No, I don't need to be responding to my friend who's going to take 15 minutes to respond to you right now, mm. or I don't need to be answering this email because they're not even going to see it until 8 a.m. Like, if I really care about their response and them getting it first thing, just wake up at seven. Mm, or yeah. actually, the industry doesn't even start till 10, wake no. up at nine. Like, who cares? We're night owls here, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's sort of like I had to start to give myself that because then if I was doing that, then I wasn't overthinking in bed, which then led to like not enough sleep, which then led to a shit day the next day. So yeah, Mm.
1: really good advice. We've been talking for pretty much an hour now. So before you go any sort of, what's like the biggest piece of advice that you would give to an emerging band in like the heavy alternative pop punk (laughs) scene,
0: (laughs) the scene, um, yeah, so my piece of advice would be to follow your brand and make sure you know it back to front and make sure that you're conveying that everywhere. Mm. So, as a manager, whenever I go to book bands for a show, wherever I go to look for more bands to work with, I will look currently at their Facebook um, likes and their engagement and their Spotify, and that's all I look at. Yeah. If their Spotify isn't up, but their Facebook is, I'll go, hmm, maybe. It's a bit of an issue. Yeah, yeah. if their Spotify is up, but their Facebook isn't, then I'm like, okay, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, that's an interesting one. I'd love yeah. to dive into that. Well, some, some bands do, and you're like, yeah. okay, cool. Um, and then if your Spotify is down and your Facebook is up, then I go, you've got bots and um, oh. <laughs> we're not working with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, watch your own branding and, like, your branding will sell you. Your branding will be what gets you shows, what gets you promotions. Your stats will grow from that branding because people, when they know what they're getting, they will interact, they will buy, they will get you for shows, they will do all that sort of thing. Mm. every band I work with they have to at least have good music and strong branding already before I work with them. Yeah. Mm.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank and coming over to, to my little house and my little office and spring wine as well. That was yeah. great. <laughs> we should definitely do it again. I'd love to do like, yeah, an episode. Uh, With you on self-care, especially, because Mm. I think that a lot of what you're talking about, um, even though you are on the industry side of things, predominantly, um, I I think a lot of it definitely pertains to musicians as well. Oh, definitely. Um, Like, even writing
0: music. You need to have a space where you're writing music. What we talk about in my bands is band camps. Yeah, doing hands of like all the band going to like a an Airbnb and doing a weekend. Yeah. I've still yet to book one, but <laughs>
1: I love that. There. Oh my god. So <laughs> if you guys want an episode on self-care and how to be more creative by, you know, doing stuff like that, then definitely like hit me up in the DMs. Jazz, where can everyone follow you? Um, you know, to see what you're up to with your businesses and with your bands.
0: Yeah, so I have my um personal brand um page which is jazz yates and then which you should be able to find everything on there if, if you can't let me know because i'm I'll not every, it right i'll link everything down <laughs> below yep um, and then also jy management group is probably the really a really really great one to um in with yeah Because so we're always doing lots of that management
1: business yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah awesome cool well i feel like we should cheers cheers <laughs>